Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to do our NFL Week 8 recap. I know it's coming out on a Thursday today because it's kind of hard to keep up with these uh, recaps every week, especially with the World Series going on and everything like that. So I apologize if you know this is interrupting something or something like that, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to kick things off with... Thursday night's game, it was, um, I think it was uh, Tampa Bay at uh, Baltimore, or no, it was Baltimore at Tampa Bay, and um, I don't know, man, I, I like I said, I've there, there's been a lot of talk, you know, with the, contra- not I wouldn't say controversy, but with the stuff going on with Tom Brady, you know, recently divorcing his wife at the time, you know, and things like that, and everything kind of going on with Tom Brady's personal life, it doesn't seem like he's really missed a step, because the 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 Bucks actually looked pretty good, you know, they really kind of came into their own, they were really playing some solid football and everything like that, but for some reason they kind of buckled under the, I don't want to say they buckled under the pressure, but they kind of buckled under some, I don't want to, it's kind of hard for me to say it, I don't want to say extenuating circumstances, but in a way that they kind of should have, of, of, they really should have taking care of business that that game because I don't want to say that Baltimore is that good because honestly I don't think Baltimore is really all that great to begin with because without Lamar Jackson the team is uh, maybe B plus because they're probably the second best team in that division right behind Cincinnati and everything like that but I don't know something about I, I never really bought the 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 Ravens and uh and Lamar Jackson like it started off good but He's he's got a little bit of RG three, you know, syndrome to me. Like we've seen it before, and it's only going to get bad if you know once teams kind of figure him out. And I think certain teams have figured him out in a way that is just kind of uh, a little bit not depressing or disappointing. But you know his his career could go a long way. He could be the savior for the Baltimore Ravens in the long run. But at the same time, you know Lamar is just Lamar is kind of like. Out of all the guys that are like those scramble quarterbacks, Lamar probably is the best one, but that's not really saying a lot. Like, I don't consider guys like Josh Allen like a scrambling quarterback, even though when he does get out of the pocket, you know, he does he is able to make some he's he is able to make some plays on the ground and everything like that. But I've never really considered him that way. Lamar, on the other hand, is a little bit different. Um I think he's a good quarterback. He's probably the best quarterback that the Ravens have had in a long time. Uh, you know, he's a lot different than any, he's probably a way different in, in every other way from, you look at guys like, you know, Joe Flacco and, you know, Trent Dilfer, the late, great Steve McNair and all the guys that have come through the Ravens defense, they've come in and dominated in their own right. But I don't think that, I don't really think, uh, we've seen an athlete quite like Lamar, even though I think he's a bit overrated. Uh, I still would pick him ahead of a lot of other quarterbacks who are really over or more overrated than him. So that being said, uh, if, if the Ravens keep it up, you know, they can probably, you know, make a playoff appearance and have a playoff berth and things like that. Uh, as for the Bucks, well, there's, there's still there's still a lot of work to do as far as, you know, you know, getting the offense together and things like that. But overall, they played a lot better than what they had been playing in the past couple of games. But you know they still need they still need some work to go too if they're going to be the ones to take that division. I really think I honestly think just because they're playing bad doesn't mean they're not going to make the playoffs. They, to be honest, they might even make that division. So, you know, there's that. 
Uh, next up, we got. Uh, next up, we got the Texans, which I don't really like talking about because you know that's my team and everything like that. It's kind of hard to be a Texans fan, but they play Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee was without uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was nursing. I don't think he was nursing an injury. I just think he was nursing. They said something about illness. So whatever he had, you know, hopefully he gotten over it. He'll play again. Uh, but the big, the big issue that we have. The Texans have anyway is just you know they they really their offense is really kind of all over the place and I don't really understand why it's so hard for this team to kind of get their shit together and you know win some games. They could have beaten Tennessee, they really could have, but you know because they were actually giving Derrick Henry some problems, even though Derrick Henry did score you know a couple of touchdowns on them and everything like that, but. Even with, because they were making interceptions, they were getting to the quarterback, but they really didn't have an answer for Derrick Henry because, I mean, like I said, without without a uh, a field general like a Ryan Tannehill, you know, under center, then, you know, the Titans were going to fall apart regardless. And it's not like nothing, it's nothing we haven't seen before. The Titans rely on, the Titans rely heavily on Derrick Henry. If he goes down, then there's a good chance that the team might the team might buckle under him because, you know, even though Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback, I don't think that he's probably the right, he's going to be the one to lead them down the field and, you know, probably make the playoffs. I strongly believe that the Titans are going to win the division, even though, like I said, I'm a, I'm a diehard Texans fan and things like that. But, you know, you got to face the facts and the facts are the Texans are not really that good of a team. And, uh, you know, they're a little bit inconsistent. They got a big order ahead of them and, uh, I'll, I'll elaborate more on that uh, later and uh, things like that. But if you heard my, my last episode from yesterday, you'll know how I feel. <laughs> uh, so I won't go into details on that until a little bit later. So, uh, But other games we had, we had the London game, which was uh, uh, Denver and Jacksonville, which I think both these teams are okay. I think um, both these teams are pretty good. Jacksonville does play play a better game than Denver but I think Denver's got the better quarterback even though it didn't really prove nothing that 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 day because I I really didn't understand I don't think it's really Russell Wilson's fault and to be honest I don't even think he played now that I think about it he didn't I don't even think he played in London because he was still nursing the injury and everything like that but Jacksonville kind of honestly should have won that game but you know that's kind of that's neither here nor there, but um, it's really, really kind of surprising that, you know, a lot of guys, that a lot of people kind of, I don't want to say hate on Russell Wilson, but they do. They do for the simple fact that he's not the same Russell Wilson that we saw in in Seattle. But then again, you know, maybe it's not Pete Carroll's fault that, you know, he was making all the bad choices and everything like that. But at the end of the day, got to be able to say, you know, I cannot understand why my quarterback is not doing what he needs to do. And I don't think it was because of it was because of Pete Carroll that, you know, the Seahawks ultimately suffered. I just think that with with Russell Wilson kind of uh faltering a little bit, you know, it's kind of hard to put it's it's very hard to put the blame on squarely on one person. And I think now we can honestly say that you know, the blame is going to go squarely on Russell Wilson for uh, what happened in 
in Seattle. But, I mean, Seattle's looking good right now. Geno Smith is playing really good, and, you know, he's kind of been given a second chance, even though he's never really had one in the NFL. Uh, uh, I, I think there's a redemption quality to, to Geno Smith. Now, he's still a little inconsistency, inconsistent from my from my taste, but overall, I think they're pretty good. You know, they they did upset the Giants, which I thought was very interesting because I was I like I said I had the Giants to win, and you know that they played really good against New York. I don't know if it was because of Geno Smith or anything like that, but all I know is that the the Seahawks have come to play, and it's really they've really come a long way in the sense of them you know getting rid of Russell Wilson and everything like that. I was shocked to see that he was going to. Uh, Denver, because I thought, well, Denver's got a good receiving core, so now with a team around him, he could probably get some, you know, take care of business in the long run, but it's not looking so good. We're approaching the halfway mark. Shit, I think we are at the halfway mark uh, at, uh, with this season now, and you know, it ain't looking so good for Russell now that he's, you know, he's nursing an injury now, and you know, we'll see what happens in the long run, but, you know, as far as, you know, the future, the future looks for the Seahawks, you know, they they could win that division. They could win that division, depending on how everybody else plays out. But then the next game we're going to jump into, speaking of that division, is the the Rams 49ers game. And because the big, the big story going into that game, it was going to be the first game with Christian McCaffrey uh, in, in, a, in a Niners uniform. You know, it was going to be something special to see because you know Christian McCaffrey has kind of been the star player that the Carolina around Carolina's offense but with uh but with you know Teddy Bridgewater now you know not even the quarterback anymore and PJ Walker starting to come up some and they got rid of their head coach it was going to be something to see if uh Christian McCaffrey was going to be the one to kind of change the dynamic of the Niners and I think he has you know I think he played a pretty good game the Niners played a damn good game against the defending Super Bowl champions, and that's saying something. And uh, from my perspective, I think the Rams are starting to look a little shoddy here and there, and that's not good uh, this close to the end of the season and uh, everything like that. And because you know we got these are when you're when you're looked at as a defending Super Bowl champion, you know you're you're you you're you're held in a high standard and you know i don't they call it the the super bowl hangover when guy when the team just kind of buckles and i don't think that the the rams are starting to buckle i just think that man maybe this team is not as good as they were initially because the inconsistency is there i don't think it's because of the rams cooper cup is still playing good matt stafford is still a dominant quarterback and you know i think he's probably the best quarterback uh He's probably the best. I don't want to say. Well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say he's probably the best quarterback in that division, but I think that title might have to go to um, who's in that division. Hold on. Uh, so it's Matt Stafford, Jimmy G. So far, Gene, uh, Kyler Murray, Geno Smith. I was like, okay, okay, all right. Um. Well, maybe I can say that. Maybe I can say that Matt Stafford is the best quarterback in that division because of the simple fact that I I honestly believe 
Me personally, I honestly believe that the best chance for the 49ers to win is with, G- is with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they kind of jumped the gun a little bit on Trey Lance. Um, but, you know, seeing what he's done and what he was able to do with this team, and now that they got a star running back in uh, in uh, in Christian McCaffrey, they could really get they could really be a force. They could definitely make a run. To be honest, I think they're probably the best team. They're probably the they they are my pick to win uh, that division, and they're probably going to be the pick to probably be in the um, in the AFC Championship. And uh, that's no disrespect to guy. And they, I think they're going to be the visiting team. They might be the visiting team in the AFC Championship. Uh, but because I don't know who they're going to play, though. I don't think they'll be a number one seed, but I do. I do believe that the Niners have a have the best chance to actually uh, get into the uh, AFC Championship, to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, to be honest, if if I'm being completely honest, uh, it probably might be the the Niners and probably the Bucks. Might be the Bucks. Bucks might rally behind Tom Brady like they always do, and then put it squarely on his shoulders, and then you know create a championship contender after that. And, um, you know, it's possible, you know, I've seen, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, what about the Eagles? Well, I understand the Eagles are undefeated right now and all this other stuff and things like that. But, you know, I've seen teams have great runs where they're undefeated. They're like 10 and 0 or 13 and 0 or finish the season undefeated and everything like that. And then they, sometimes they don't even make the playoffs or they get bounced in the first round. I mean, hell, um, the fucking Steelers just did it. They were undefeated for like 12 games and then um, they were undefeated for like 12 games, got into the playoffs and then they were bounced in and out of there by the, I think they were bounced by Kansas City that year. But yeah, that, I've seen that happen before. Teams go on an unbelievable run. Shit, the Cowboys did it uh, in Dak's first year. You know, Dak's, you know, Dak's first year as a starter when he came in, you know, he was you know they they that team finished what fourteen and two fifteen and one they were the number one seed in the in the NFC and then they got bounced by by Green Bay you know I'm not really sold on Philadelphia doing it because I've seen teams buckle you know at the highest potential power but more on the Eagles later but the the Niners played the Rams and I don't know what happened with the Rams they just they seemed a little bit off you know like all honest opinion when it comes to the Rams. If you lock up Cooper Cup, if you lock down Cooper Cup and you're able to get to Matt Stafford, the Rams are going to fall apart because without Cooper Cup, you know, their 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 playbook and their offense is very similar to the Bucks. If you lock up Mike Evans and and uh and can get to Tom Brady and everything like that, that's it. You know, yeah, Brady's got a little bit more weapons around him like Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette and you know the other guys are there, but to be honest, there's not that many good receivers left in in L.A. Allen Robinson is a good receiver, but I mean, just because he had one good game doesn't really give him the you know that title of number one receiver. It's not like he's going to eclipse Cooper Cup, but he could be serviceable to what Cooper Cup needs. You know, a solid two to take the to take the edge off. I strongly believe that the Niners will probably pull away in that division. I really do. Despite what everybody thinks about the Seahawks and Rams, I really do believe that the Seahawks can probably, um, uh, the, not the Seahawks, the 49ers can actually win that division. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. 
So the last game or Sunday night's game was uh, Buffalo and Green Bay. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think, the, to be honest, in my opinion, the most overrated quarterback in all of football right now has got to be Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I think now he's good. He's a good quarterback. He's good, but a lot of people tout him as being the most athletic and, you know, just kind of everything around him. But the problem is, the problem with Aaron Rodgers is that I don't know what it is. If if he, if he the quarterback is supposed to be the one to elevate mediocre talent and make a championship team, then, you know, that's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can't do that on his best day. And that's unfortunate, but that's the truth. Aaron Rodgers is... Aaron Rodgers is okay when he has, you know, people to throw to, when he has, you know, a defense to help him to bail him out and everything like that. When he has a team around him, he's good. The problem is he really don't have a team around him. Either guys get hurt, guys don't play, or guys are just inexperienced. That's not a knock on Aaron Rodgers. That's that's more of a um that's more of an organization type thing, but I, I I just get tired of hearing how great Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is good when he has the team around him. He doesn't rally behind. Nobody's gonna rally behind Aaron Rodgers and say, "All right, get us through this," and you know, you know, let's let's win the Super Bowl, because the last time they did that, you know, they had they even when they won the Super Bowl, they kind of had a they had a mediocre offense, but. You know, it was still complemented by a an incredible defense. That's the only reason that Green Bay won the Super Bowl that year. Otherwise, Big Ben would have three Super Bowl rings instead of just the two that he has. But um, I don't know the Bills. Like I said, the Bills are dominant. The Bills are probably going to be hosting the uh, the Bills will probably be hosting the uh, the AFC Championship this year. It's probably going to be uh, like I've been saying it since the season started. It's probably going to be Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, for the AFC Championship and all that other stuff, but I mean, what more? What more could you ask for? The Bills are the Bills are doing their job. They're taking care of business when they need to, and uh, you know, it, it it's no surprise that uh, it's no surprise that you know, guys are not that guys uh, are not really buying into uh, Aaron Rodgers and everything like that. And it's not it's no surprise that Aaron Rodgers is starting to kind of see the writing on the wall and I was like if I guarantee you the more he I don't want to say the more he loses but I guarantee you the more he starts to collapse and the more you know it it really comes to it really comes to show you that how inept this fucking organization is with Aaron Rodgers you know sooner or later they're either going to dump him or they're going to trade him and you know that's that's the writing on the wall and if he don't see that coming you know he's going to be left He's gonna be left looking very confused in the long run because Rod, the team needs to get either the team needs to get rid of Aaron Rodgers or they need to rally behind Rodgers. They need to draft. They need to get some protection around him. They need to give him some offensive weapons or something, man. You know they need something in. You know Devontae Adams proves that you know all right without Aaron Rodgers it's not gonna be all sunshines and rainbows over there in Vegas because, I mean. Fuck the the Raiders got shut out by New Orleans and Devontae Adams only had one catch and it's like what whoa what happened here, you know so Green Bay needs to get it together because if they don't they can kiss their Hall of Fame quarterback goodbye he'll go play somewhere he'll finish his career somewhere else I hope he does because you know there's really no point in you know him staying in a franchise that doesn't really that doesn't see potential in him the same way that 
you know, everybody else does. If he's considered a great quarterback, if he is, you know, the second coming of, of you know, like a Tom Brady or something, then the, the, the Packers need to treat him as such, and they're not. You know, they're not. They're just letting him fester, and they're letting him, they're letting the what's left of his career kind of go down the toilet, and that's not really fair to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I'm not his biggest fan, but at the same time, I don't want to see a guy fizzle out. You know, because that's what happened to, you know, to be honest, that's what happened to Brett Favre. Brett Favre was kind of played past his prime and, you know, it really didn't end well for him. The Packers either, but shit, when he went to the Vikings, they saw potential and he just kind of made his own mistakes. But I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers than Brett Favre. <laughs> uh, but um, anyways, the last game on the docket that we have today is uh, the Monday night game. Uh, it was Cincinnati and Cleveland. I was fucking surprised by this game, dude. I was not expecting Cleveland to come out there and, you know, hand, hand Cincinnati a fucking ass whooping the way they did. Because I was like, man, so no Jamar Chase, which is fine. You know, I still think uh, Tyler Boyd and a lot of the guys on the, a lot of the guys on the Cincinnati offense, they could rally behind Joe Burrows and, um, and you know, pull out a win. You know how hard can it possibly be? Cleveland, I'm about to say it, it's not like Cleveland's got is not that is is all that great anyway. Yeah, Nick Chubb is a is a solid running back. He's a fucking hoss, but that's really their that's their centerpiece to their offense. You stop him, you know, you basically stop the entire Browns defense. But you know, Jacoby Brissett actually was completing passes and you know catching guys that were open and. Amari Cooper actually looked pretty good. I forgot Amari Cooper even played in Cleveland. But, um, you know, I was very surprised on how well the Browns played against the Bengals. It's like the Bengals didn't even bother to, you know, show up or anything like that. And, I was, you know, I'm, I'm taken back by the defending AFC champions are, you know, made to look like, you know, a second-rate team in front of their own home audience by probably their worst rivals you know, and everything like that, but it's like, I don't know what's going on with these teams, man, like, they don't play good football, it's like they're compensating for something else, and I don't understand why that this was kind of becoming a big thing, but, um, they, Cincinnati, I'm, I don't think Cincinnati is in trouble yet, I, I still think they're the best team in their division, I still think they're the best team in their division, I really do, and I still think they're probably going to be the ones. Um, they're probably going to be the ones in the AFC Championship. Well, not even in the AFC Championship. If if they're going to have any chance of getting to the AFC Championship, they're going to have a lot of teams to worry about. First, first and foremost would be either Kansas City or Buffalo. But I strongly believe they they can get the job done if everybody's healthy and they keep playing right. But the way they played on Monday night, it ain't really looking so good. So. Uh, that's, that's really all I got to say about that one. The, the, the Browns, Browns did good. Browns are good. Browns are okay. You know, I'm looking forward to the return of Deshaun Watson because the rumor is he's going to make his return in Houston week 13, which, you know, we'll see how that goes and, uh, everything like that. But, uh, speaking of the Texans, you know, speaking of Houston, this is what I wanted to end with. Uh, so tonight, it's Thursday night football tonight. Tonight is also game five of the World Series. And I spoke it into existence uh, yesterday on yesterday's episode. The Texans, I'm pulling for the Texans to win tonight. You know, 
that's my goal that's my my opinion that is my my desire for them to win and for them to not only upset the Philadelphia Eagles but for the Astros to upset the Philadelphia Phillies with one last game in um in Philadelphia for a chance to kind of rub it in everybody's faces I'm not saying you know we have to rub it in the people's faces. I just want to, I just want every we just I want to be able to rub it in all the people, all the haters of the Astros and everything like that. I've already spoken into existence. The Texans are going to get lucky tonight. They're going to squeeze by the the Philadelphia Eagles, give the Eagles their first loss, and then that's going to light a fire under the Astros, and the Astros are going to proceed to win the next two games in a row, and they're going to welcome, they're going to bring back the. Uh, uh, the World Series title back to Houston. And like I said, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and that's going to bring us to the conclusion of today's episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, how did your team do over the past weekend? Are you, uh, you know, did your team win? Did your team lose? Was your team on by? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. Um, the Black Panther, Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out next week, so I will be covering the first Black Panther sometime next week before that movie comes out. There's a couple of other episodes or a couple of other movies that came out on streaming services that I'm looking forward to. I'm still keeping up with Star Wars Andor. You know, the World Series is going on right now. Thursday Night Football is going on is uh, tonight, so a bunch of stuff is coming out uh, that I am looking forward to seeing. And of course... Uh, we'll wait and see what happens as far as the World Series goes. But of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.